I'm Hey Aisha, and this is Sis the Podcast. This is a podcast where we examine the peaks and valleys of sisterhood. We celebrate sisterhood, but we also challenge sisterhood and we hold it accountable. And this week we are checking in on our strong friends. Well, to be more specific, it's my strong friend, Mariette Williams. She's a writer. She's a mother, she is a wife and an educator, and she is also the strong friend for me, but so many other people in her life. Marriott has always been super stable. She's always been super practical. She's always been moving forward and just killing her goals, okay? I wanted to tap in with her to understand the psychology of a strong friend, but we've been friends for over 18 years, so we ended up talking about everything from how we met to insecure to how to plan a perfect girls trip to how to preserve your peace as the strong friend so please take this ride with us it's a two-part episode you're going to hear part one today and you already know how we do things around here you will meet Mariette and then you will hear about our feature business of the day so after these messages we'll be right back uh, my name is Marriott Williams. I am 38 years old and I live in South Florida. So I have been really blessed to be able to experience uh, different kinds of sisterhood. Um, so I come from a pretty big family. I have three other sisters. Um, so that was probably my first experience uh, with sisterhood and we're all very close. Um, and then also I've had um, groups of friends that I've been able to keep in touch with since um, high school and college. Um, and I think it's really important um, for you know, any woman in any walk of life to have a good group of girls that they can um, depend on, I think, emotionally. Um, I think whatever's going on, whether it's husbands, kids or jobs, whatever, um, that to me, my my female friendships, I think, have been uh, one of, I think, my biggest sources of, of joy, I think, outside of my family. So I think it's really important for us to nurture those friendships in every stage of life. Maybe you live in Southern California and you want to take a day trip to San Diego, or maybe you live in San Diego, or maybe you'll just be in town for the weekend, whatever your situation is, make sure on January 29th, 2022 at 3 p.m., you are at the doors of the Body Positive Experience. This event has been visualized and brought into being by your wasted waste beads they were featured on the show before and you can learn more about this business by visiting youarewasted.com that's the letter u the letter r wasted.com sign up for their newsletter so you can get updates on this event the body positive experience is going to empower women through speakers, through women owned business vendors, through pampering services. And of course, the mimosas will be flowing. If you want to get your body sculpted or maybe you want a massage or maybe you want to buy some beauty and self-care products slide through the body positive experience make sure you go to you are wasted body positivity on instagram and click the link in their bio so that you can buy your tickets and services today and with that we'll get back to the show Hey y'all, so now we're back and we're here with Mariette Williams, 
I've been friends with Marriott like it's too many years to say, and I don't want y'all in my business like that. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm playing. I think it's probably been like has it been like 20 years now? I think it's been almost 20 years. It has, yes. Yeah, yeah, it has. Well, say officially say hello to the people. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Yes. And Marriott is somebody that I always jokingly say that she's my Beyonce. And there's a whole story behind that, but (laughs) we'll get into (laughs) why I say that. But she's just been one of those friends who she's always had a lot of friend groups. She's um, always been, um, you know, I would say popular to me, but she's nice to so many people. She's always accomplishing goals. And I always marvel at the things that she's able to do. But she's in my life, she has given me some really key like advice in moments where I really needed like a swift kick in the butt. She was there to give it to me with love. So (laughs) um, I wanted to talk to this friend that I call the good friend or the strong friend Mm -hmm. and get her perspective on friendship. What's crazy, Mariette, is we actually did not get along when we first met. That part... It's true. We we were we were at Florida Memorial, and um, I don't know what the dorm situation like is now, but they had four girls in a room, and there was two girls on each side. Um, and I think for me coming in, um, I grew up in Canada, and so I kind of to me being in Miami was a bit of a culture shock. And I was just like, who are these girls? And like, what? And like, to me, I just I think I came across as this like bougie little whatever, because I just did not really get along with a lot of people at first, because it takes me a while to really warm up to people. So no, I don't think we really we got along at first. And I don't know what the situation is that we finally became friends. Um, But I was like, why have why have we not been hanging out sooner? Like we were just like, when we finally became friends, it's like, I remember we used to watch like the Osbournes we used to like sit on each other's bed and just like watch TV together and I was like why haven't we done this from the beginning so I definitely think there was like a moment where it was like a turning point in our friendship when I tell you some of those moments like when we would be in the dorm room because we were roommates when we would be in the dorm room and we would be in between classes laughing making fun of the stuff we were watching and having all these inside jokes and stuff those memories like I still remember so much of that stuff and we'll just randomly laugh out of nowhere sometimes when (laughs) (laughs) when my memory jumps in every time Um, i see a commercial for the mcrib i'm like oh the mcrib is back because it was something that that one of the characters she was like the mcrib is back and we died laughing right oh my god (laughs) yes i remember that no it's so true but like i do i think one of the things that i do i think is i do i do take a long time to really, you know, open up to people. But I'm like, once you're my friend, it's like you're a friend for life. And I I found that to be true in a lot of situations. Yeah. And I even remember what happened. Like, there was this one roommate who was kind of like pitting us against each other. And for those of you who don't know, Florida Memorial University is a historically Black college or university, HBCU, in Miami, South Florida. Honestly, it was a bit of a culture shock for me, too, because... Mm -hmm. Even though I'm um, like in retrospect, I didn't really think about it (laughs) at the time. But even though I am Black American um, from Southern California, that is a different type of Black American than Mm -hmm. the Black American people. And and we were all Black Americans and Black um, people from the Caribbean, from all over the place in Miami having to get used to each other. 
Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so it was really like black people across the diaspora, we are not all the same. And putting that all in one house, it can be a little bit uh, messy from mm-hmm. time to time. And not to mention young people thinking they grown, but they not thinking they know everything, but they not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but once we hit it off, like you said, it was like friends for life. And I'm thankful um, to know you, even though we don't talk every day, you're one of those friends like what two was that two or three years ago you came to visit in LA and it was like whatever like had it wasn't even like time had passed Mm -hmm. we got back together and just had a good time and explored LA together you know Mm -hmm. and it was it was one of my it was one of the most fun uh trips that we had it was funny because like yeah we were just like be dying laughing about like you know the stupidest things and you're right it's like had like no time had passed at all it was so good and I love I like to say I'm a low maintenance friend Mm -hmm. so those are the types of friendships that I love where it's like, okay, we are forever bonded through what we, that foundation of friendship that we had. And no, we don't have to talk to every, each other every day, but I know that if you heard something happened or you might even feel something and reach out to me and say, Hey, I just wanted to see how you're doing. Or you hear about a life event. You're going to reach out to me and make sure that I'm okay. And I'm going to do the same for you. And we don't get mad that, Oh, she didn't call me for this or this and that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <laughs> it's just yeah, like- <laughs> I would say like Aisha is really good at just, you know, Hey friend, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? Just want to check up on you. Cause it's true. Like we live on opposite coasts. Um, you know, we're three hours apart in our time zones. And sometimes it's like, obviously, you know, we each have our own things going on and it's hard sometimes, but it's like, I think, you know, just having those friends where you can check up with them every few months, um, is great, you know? And it's like, and I always appreciate when you do that. And you always tell me that you appreciate that too. And I think of you as the strong friend, like, when I would be going through stuff, I would talk to you and tell you what's going on. And you would always give me like very mature advice. Like, I just always remember like you being the friend who there were certain friends, they would give me advice and it was horrible, Mm -hmm. just horrible. Okay. And it took me a while to realize like, uh, this is a Mariette situation. I need to talk to her about this because this girl right here going to tell me, Oh, forget about him, girl. You better just <laughs> cheat back. Go find you a man and cheat back. Like, you <laughs> but you would be like, um, Aisha, this is toxic and you're better than this. And you need to focus on your education and you need to focus. Like you would tell me like the mature advice that would t- carry me where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So what kind of friend do you do you consider yourself to be the the strong friend or how do you define yourself as a friend? Um I think for me um and I wish I could take my own advice and I don't but like I like to see things as very factual like I'm a Taurus and so I think for a lot of you know earth signs um we're very um even keeled you know and so it's like I think that sometimes when a friend comes to you and they're very emotional situations. It's like, I think for me, a lot of times I can give my friends advice and be like, listen, this is what I, here's, I see it from my point of view, you know, for a second, I know that, you know, relationships and things are very emotional, but I'm like, from an unemotional standpoint, I'm like, you know, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, you know, this might happen. You don't have to take my advice, but I think, I think for me, I can do that. Now, again, I don't take my own advice <laughs> all the time, but I think for me, I can see things almost like rationally and not get too emotional, if that makes sense. 
It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And what I like about you is like, even though you give the really good stuff, sometimes people who give very practical and rational advice can be very idealistic. Mm-hmm. And like, you will be like, you'll surprise me. I'll tell you about something going on. You're like, they did what? Mm-hmm. So what? Girl, if I were you, I would be mad. But look, here's what I would do. And then you still give that like rational advice. You're not like, oh my God, how did that happen? Like, what's wrong with you? And da, 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 da. You just be like, mm, I understand. But also, this is how I would fix this. You know mm-hmm. what it's like? <laughs> so I've always appreciated that about you. I remember I was in this relationship and I was just like depressed. And like, this relationship was just draining me. And And I was telling you about everything and you just asked, you didn't even tell me anything. You were, you asked me a question. You were, you were like, do you love him? And it was like a pause. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I was like, um, and then I was like, I don't want to start over again. And you're like, Aisha, see, you're like, life is too short to be sticking to something just because you don't want to start over again. You can start over again. Mm -hmm. And it was like, (gasps) Uh-huh. And honestly, girl, you you pushed that. You tipped the boulder down the hill because I ain't going to lie. He was a couple of months, maybe a couple of weeks later, he was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, it was just like having that friend to like really just give me a real, just a, a firm little shake, you know, like, okay, get back on track. Um, I've always appreciated that about you. And I are you that same friend in every friend group or do you have that friend that you go to? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think most people do know me as like, you know, the person who is like the, I guess you could say like, quote unquote, like the, the stable one. Um, but I do, I have a few friends that I feel like I can go to um, and they can, they can give me advice too, you know, because I think it's always, for some reason, it's like when you're in the situation, it's always hard to see it from a practical standpoint. And then like we weeks, you know, months, years later, you look back and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, of course I should have, you know, done X, Y, and Z. Um, so I do have a few friends that I feel like I can go to, uh, you know, with some issues that I'm having. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I do. Like I'm the person that people often come to, um, because I, I like, again, I try to stay very like even, even killed with things. So it's definitely a gifting. I think that you have, like, I think that God gave you that for sure. Huh. Um, cause everybody don't got it, girl. Some mm-hmm. people, I can't talk to you about nothing or mm-hmm. like, wh- or sometimes it'll even be like, dang, why am I even friends with this person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But do you get tired? Like everybody thinks of you as a stable friend. You have so many people. Um, pulling from your bucket mm-hmm. how do you do you get tired and how do you stay full mm-hmm. um so I feel like um I always go back to <laughs> astrology because I, I do think there's some truth to astrology but like I have been told that like I can come across very like closed off sometimes I think um and sometimes I feel like it's necessary to just like you said like re what is it like refresh your bucket or just like get you know like I feel like everyone needs to kind of spend time in solitude or be away from people or whatever um and so I think that's me that's that's definitely me um and it's like yeah I think there's this like thing of like oh the strong friend is always blah 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 blah. but it's like you know the strong friend has things going on too like I always like to talk about insecure and how like Kelly is kind of seen as like the strong friend but it's like she had things going on um you know that like her friends were not necessarily aware of (laughs) crying in the back seat (laughs) of the car um so yeah I think that like it's important for me to take time out and 
sometimes and step back sometimes um, before I think reengaging with some of my friendships. So, and people don't, and it's like, you know, when you know me, you know, that's not me being like, oh, you know, I don't want to be friends anymore. It's just like, sometimes it's good to like take breaks, if that makes sense. That's one of the reasons why, like, I try to check in with all of my friends. I have just made that to be um, part of who I am because I've learned that if I want to have great friends, it's like I have to be a good steward over these friends. And to have great friends, I have to be a great friend, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've made that um, part of my friendship, I guess, handbook is like, if I'm, if I love you and I care about you and you're my sister, I'm a check on you. You know, if you're my brother and that's not just my sisters, that's my brothers, my chosen, my friends are my chosen family. Like people I really consider to be friends. I am going to look out and check for you. You mentioned Kelly and she definitely was the strong friend. She was the funny friend. She, but she was also the voice of reason. And I could, I see, I could see you kind of being like the Kelly in your group, except you just don't be like cursing as much and being as crazy, <laughs> but you, you can, you be pulling the laughs out sometimes too. <laughs> you made me think of when she was, do, when she was crying, when she was doing the sad stanky leg. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. I ain't never seen a sad stanky leg. We're talking about HBO's Insecure for those of you who don't know, who's never seen it. <laughs> which I'm like, you ain't never seen this sis. Come yeah. on. No, and you Come know what? It's as, as so funny. I was just talking to someone about this where it's like a lot of people, um, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the, the finale, but like the love story was not, you know, Issa and Lawrence. The love story was really between the friendships. And when I think back to the show, I think my favorite episodes were the ones that focused on the friendships, like the one where they go to Coachella or Baytella, I can't remember which one it is. Um, that episode was hilarious. Um, the My favorite episodes of this season were the very first episode when they go back to their uh, college reunion. Um, and then uh, when they had the sleepover. And it's like, to me, the whole show really was about this, you know, group of friends who had seen each other through all these different changes. And I think for me, the happy ending, because I know a lot of people are upset about the ending um with Issa going back to Lawrence but I think to me it's just like you know that that scene where Molly and Issa are crying and they're thanking each other I'm like to me that's the love story that is the enduring power friendships that they had like when you go back to season four and these girls hate each other it's like you know that's what I wanted to see I wanted to see that those girls coming back together and I think that for me it was a happy ending of that show because it focused on the friendship yeah I had to gather myself um, and yeah, again, spoiler alert, just in case um, you haven't seen it. And I'm sorry, but you know, this is what we doing. So uh, I, I was one of the people who was like, this is too perfect. Mm. Um, it's just like the way everything she, she gave this dude so many chances and he gave her so many chances and they really just, I wanted Issa to choose Issa. Mm-hmm. And I had to, this was before I logged into Twitter or anything. I was literally like gathering myself. I'm like, who am I to say that she didn't choose Issa? She didn't choose what she wanted. And who am I to say that black women having it all as we call it is unrealistic like what does that say about myself that I can't see that like disappointment has to be the norm you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. loneliness or like not going for what you want because uh, it's not technically the right thing even though it feels right to you has to be the norm like I-, I had to check myself and I too 
thought back to like, I remember the very first season because every season they took a trip or they did some group activity together and they had an episode really uh, dedicated to that. But this season they had more episodes dedicated towards the girls, the um, the friends being all together. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that very first season they had went to a trip. I want to say they were maybe in Palm Springs, yes. at like a fancy house and they were in that jacuzzi. And I was like, oh, we could see the factions like Okay, it's really Issa and Molly are besties and um, Tiffany and Kelly are besties. And like, I didn't know what made them be the glue, like what made them all together come together at that time. But I remember saying in 10 years, these girls are not going to be friends. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be friends because we can see it severing right now. But um, that you're right. The win is that their relationship grew stronger despite all the things that they went through. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they were still, and that was the true love story. And sisterhood is a love story for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was reading somewhere. It's like your soulmate isn't necessarily like the person, you know, that you marry or whatever. And it's like, people put so much focus on like finding their forever mate or whatever it is. And it's like, sometimes I feel like, I feel like friends are meant to be soulmates. It's like you, you meet somebody and it's like, this is the person that you know you're gonna do life with and it's like again it's like this you could see them every day you could see them once a month you could talk to them once a year but I do believe in friendship soulmates because I think that to me is such a a strong and important bond I believe in it too I feel like um people come into your life and one of the quotes that I quoted on this podcast is from this Dr. Harville Hendricks he focuses on um relationships and marriage And one of the things that he said is like, we're born into relationship and we're hurt through relationship, but through relationships, we are also healed. And it's so true. Like my cousin, uh, Nefra, we also had a really difficult childhood. We fought like cats and dogs coming up, but she is one of my favorite people because through her, I have grown. She's been like a mirror to me. So you've been, you have a lot of friendships. How do you handle conflict in friendships or maybe someone that you were super close with you're no longer close with has that ever happened to you and when it did happen to you how were you able to either rebound from it or just move away from it I also feel like people are you know it sounds so cliche but like people are are there for a reason there for a season and I do think that not every friend you know uh, or partner is going to cross the finish line with you and I think that's okay Um, and I did, I had, I had a friendship falling out when I first, when I first got married. And it's like, I think that I definitely take responsibility, um, for that falling out. And like, since then we, we've kind of, um, you know, we've made contact and we're fine, but we're not as close as we used to be. Um, and so I feel like, I think this was something that you wanted to talk about. Like when I got married, um, cause I got married very young, got married at 24, um, I, it was hard for me. I think it was hard for some of my friendships to, to go through that life transition because it's like being a very young wife. It's like, there's certain things that, you know, you might've done before that you don't want to do now. And it's like you, you know, a young marriage just like needs a lot of, you know, nurturing a lot of attention. Um, and it's like, I did have some super close friends where it's like, we were just like at the hip all the time. So Again, it's like, I feel like I made some mistakes in trying to balance, you know, having a husband and having best friends. Um, And so there are some friendships that took a backseat. And um, since then, like, I feel like I've, you know, talked to those people and I've apologized. Um, But it's like, it's also 
okay that like, you know, like I said, some of these friendships are just not going to be the same as they were. And it's like, I think that both parties were really hurt. Um, but it's life, you know, and I think it's like, you have to understand that you just cannot be friends with everybody your entire life, if that makes sense. It, it definitely makes sense. And I think that for me, the secret sauce, like I remember when you got married and the crazy thing is we had kind of lost contact. And then when we got back in contact, I literally lived like up the street from you, mm -hmm. which was like, it was just like kismet or whatever they say. Like it, it felt like it was meant to be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think the difference I, I'm not going to say the difference between me and anyone else because you definitely had closer bonds with other people. But I feel like I grew up in a family with lots of cousins, big cousins who I saw make different transitions. They, you know, I seen them being the teenager that I wanted to be like to getting married, being in college, to having babies and seeing that I didn't have as much access to them once those transitions took place. And it didn't change their love for me. It just changed their time mm -hmm. for me. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I, because I remember when we first got in con back in contact, you emailed me and you were like, do you remember me? And it was literally like, I was like, how the hell would I forget you? <laughs> how? Absolutely. I remember you. And, and it was like, but I think that fact that I had so many like older women around me, older sisters. Um, not, I have one older sister, but I have cousins who are kind of like big sisters too. And I saw like when they got married, they didn't come around as much, but when I saw them, they still were the same person. It's just now they're married and they have a little baby to take care of and a job and da, da, da. So in my mind, I was like, she's not being funny or being different. She's just stepping in. I saw it all dramatic. Like she's stepping into woman, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so how do you think, um, your, uh, relationships like with your sister, your aunts, your uncles coming up impacted your ability to be friends and to, um, to, I guess, uh, develop your approach towards friendship. To me, I feel like friendships are dynamic. You know, it's like, I think I saw, um, I did have cousins. I had, you know, aunts, uncles. I saw my, my parents had, you know, they were raising kids and they had, you know, a few friendships, um, I think on the outside. Um, but for me, it was just like, I wish I could go back and just find the better words to kind of explain, I guess, like when I first got married, like what I was kind of going through. And like, I think when you like, again, I'm not saying you should shut out all your friendships, but it's like, I just think that like, when you first get married, it's like your marriage is going to be your priority for a little while. Um, and so it's like, I wish I had better words to explain that I think at the time. Um, but I do, I think that I think as you get older, like your friendships are just going to be, um, they're just, they're just different. They look differently. And I think that again, going back to insecure, uh, one of the things that the girls do is that they're like, we're going to make sure that we're going to meet up for birthdays, you know? And it's like, it didn't show the in-between of the birthdays. And it was one birthday because I was, I was reading some commentary where it's like, they were trying to call Molly and she, she couldn't make it, you know? So it's like, you, you're not going to be there for every single thing, but it's like, you make the effort to be there for those like big life events. And I think that when you get older, your friendships look like that more. It's not necessarily hanging out every weekend, going out every weekend, but it's like you make it a priority to be there for the big moments, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I know some people who are like super, 
I call them high maintenance friends. I know that sounds derogatory, but they get super mad if you're not like there for every heartbeat and breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, I don't usually mesh well with those kind of people because I am a low maintenance friend. Like mm-hmm. I have things to do. I have a family and I'm not even married and I don't have kids. You know, mm-hmm. you're married, you have kids, you have a career, you are a, a flourishing writer. So it's like, you have a lot of different moving parts and different things and different groups that you belong to. So I'm not going to expect you to like, as soon as I upload something on Facebook for you to call me, be like, girl, are you okay? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, girl. No, or I don't expect you to be there for everything. But I think that's an important thing to say that, you know, the expectations kind of do have to change because as your life gets bigger and you have more things that you're responsible for, you are going to have less time to pour into some of these relationships, like every waking minute, like how we did in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, summers together, going to uh, the Grove and <laughs> South mm-hmm. Beach and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, you're gonna have to dedicate that time to your husband and your children, or whatever it is that you are, whatever goal you're trying to accomplish, or new facet of life you're trying to move into. But I really loved how you. You didn't just say, oh, my friends were hating because I was married and they didn't understand. You took accountability and said, I also did not communicate this well. That's our time for today, sis. But there's a part two. So make sure you tune in next week to hear the completion of this conversation with my girl, Mariette. The strong friends, they really are the glue to the friend groups, if I'm being honest. Their stability, their organization, their calmness, their patience. Those qualities sometimes help the group stay together, help the group to stay on one accord. And we have to do better about supporting these strong friends to make sure that it's not just a one-sided relationship. I've made checking in with my strong friends a part of my friendship practice. I check in on all of my friends, uh, no matter how new or old the relationship is. And I might not check in with them every day, but I do my best just to say, hey, how are you doing? Just to say, yes, when I see them doing something good. And I've even started the practice of if someone pops in my mind once, twice, three times, on that third time, I have to stop what I'm doing and say, hey, what's thinking of you hope all is well I don't get mad if they don't respond back right away and I don't even expect a response but I've made this part of my friendship practice because I want them to know that I'm there for them just the way that they're there for me now I'm not saying we all have to have the same approach because life is busy but I am encouraging us to check in more on our strong friends so If you are the strong friend listening to this, I hope that you get so many check-ins that you are reminded of how fierce and amazing and bomb you are and how much your friends really appreciate you. And if you aren't considering yourself the strong friend, then I hope you hear this and that you check in with your strong friends. That's it for this week. Happy New Year, sis. I hope that you get the clarity that you need in this month, in the next couple of months to make 2022 the best year that you've had in a very, very long time. And I hope that the love of sisterhood, the acceptance of sisterhood and just all around peace flows through your life like water flows through rocks. Until next time, sis. Peace.